Hi, all, and welcome back to Damon All the Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and it's 2019. Woo! It's so amazing. It's 2019. And I'm Tracy Dietz, and I am not drinking wine <laughs> or alcohol throughout the entire say- month of January, except on podcast days. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, think so. I am not going to drink for the next couple hours. <laughs> But instead of glass of wine in this podcast, I did have a green juice. So that feels appropriate, you know. I'm just chugging coffee. Ginger and I'm not really sure that's the trade off that coffee and what water? Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, coffee doesn't uh, isn't processed in the liver. Right. No, no, no. I don't believe it. So so that's good. Yeah. But I did discover something over the holidays, Kelly, that you're going to be super excited about. And that that is wine in a can. I know I've had it. The Underwood. Yeah. Underwood Pinot Noir. Yeah. And they make a no, Pinot Gris. The, it's actually not Underwood. I oh, haven't had Underwood. I had Uncanny oh. by Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. And? I love it. I have taken those cans of delicious Pinot Noir with me to all sorts of places, to the movies, to the to like the department stores if I'm shopping with girlfriends. I have taken them to soccer games. It is a lovely nice. grab and go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we'll uh, next week... We're not drinking today, but next week we'll I'll right. bring in uh, bring cans. in some cans. They have a rosé. Mm, yes, awesome, awesome. Well, very exciting. So to start us off, New Year, same shit is what I entitled this portion of the of today's podcast. It's an article on Bustle called "Why Are Successful Women Called Difficult?" It's sexism, but there's something you can do about it. So it highlights three different women. I think it's an I think it's a UK outfit. Like I think it's a publication because they only mentioned. English people or people living in England, but the first one being Meghan Markle. So Tracy, before we started, said said she has a lot to say about Meghan Markle. But this was that the most high profile case of this has been that of Meghan Markle, derided as, quote, Duchess difficult by several tabloid newspapers. The Duchess of Sussex has been accused of upsetting the entire royal family with her modern ways. Right. So and it goes on to say that, according to various unnamed sources, Markle's supposed antics have caused the Duchess of Cambridge to break down in tears, force members of staff to quit, and could result in her husband missing out on the famous <laughs> Royal Boxing Day shoot. So here's my thought. Like, forcing members of your staff to quit. Here's my thought on that. If women have been tolerating men physically and mentally and sexually abusing them in the office for years and won't quit, <laughs> why would they quit? Because a woman's difficult. That is my question. Ladies, come on, people. Yeah. Really? Also, we can the language that? forcing members of the staff to quit is a weird thing. Like, that would be firing them, I mean, which she's not doing. So I don't exactly know know her. I have not followed. I'm not like a royal family fanatic. But I do know that She's an American and not an English person. Also, my guess is it's not an easy role to step into the royal family. So trying to take some of her, what makes her who she is and the kind of grown up woman she was before she married into this position and tr- and sort of incorporate some of that into her identity as the Duchess of Sussex. Like that can't be that bad, right? I mean, it's different. Maybe that's part of it. But, you know, they're calling her the new Yoko Ono. How fucked up is that? I mean, that feels crazy. I mean, I think this is just... Hollywood gossip. I mean, when you think about all of the whole, I say Hollywood gossip because she is, she was part of Hollywood, but they always talk about, you know, people talked about Jennifer Lopez and how she was so difficult and she was a diva and all of them. All of them. I mean, that's what every this woman is a diva and and has demands. All all the successful women. I mean, that's what this is particularly calling calling attention to, like women in Hollywood and in corporate the corporate space, the business space, but specifically women that have risen to, in the ranks to to be the top of their game, whether that's 
an actress marrying into the royal family or this next example, which is J.K. Rowling, which is, I mean, she's like, She's like a ma- magical unicorn, right? She wrote the whole Harry Potter <laughs> yeah. world. I mean, that, that just takes an amazing mind. Um, she's currently entangled in a court case after accusing her former PA of fraudulently using her credit card, which is fucked up, right? If somebody that works for you, like, steals from you, essentially, you're going to sue them. Um, during the trial, Rowling's PA described her boss as quote, generous, but quote, unapproachable. She added, approachable isn't something I would say. People in the office would sometimes ask ask if she was in a good mood in a terrified way. So like this idea that a woman who's at the top of her game, who probably has to make decisions, difficult decisions that hurt some motherfuckers feelings, is all of a sudden a difficult person. So that sounds a little different to me than the whole Meghan Markle thing, because I think you could say those things about men and those things have been said but, about men. Like, is that person ha- approachable? less often like you know if you if it was a man and this is just playing devil's advocate if jk rowling was a man maybe they would just assume that he was in a serious frame of mind all the time and wouldn't ask like oh is he in a good mood today like how often does an employee ask if the man boss is in a good mood versus the woman boss i mean this article is claiming that more often than not women are sort of expected to be kind and serious and that they get a bad rap if they approach their work environment with some authority and some aggression. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever thought about whether or not my boss was in a good mood or a bad mood, (laughs) regardless of whether they were a man or a woman. I I have a lot. Yeah. You have have a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, I think... But that's on us to just change our view of that. Right. So, So, I mean, and our, how we approach. So this, this article was trying to get to that. Right. And so it it says, and there you have it. The one thing that all women are destined to experience at least once in their lives, words of praise swiftly followed by condemnation. Funnily enough, it's rarely the same for any successful men, men who display even the smallest amount of ruthlessness and who make tough demands of their staff are still heralded as powerful leaders. So that is trying to define this difference between men in authority positions professionally and women in authority positions professionally. And so then to your point, Tracy, it says it isn't about accepting the constant sexism that is thrown at you and other women, but more a case of taking it in and using it to stoke your own personal fire. The stronger we all become together, the less powerful the words of our critics will become. So that's what you just said. It's on us to not. Also, I wonder who. So when you you hear stories like this and I don't know who wrote this particular article or who said the things about Meghan Markle as being difficult. Like, did a woman write that? All the tabloids. I mean, I just think that is coming from all angles right now. My guess is men, women, and is it women people like all the people that write? Right, but are are (laughs) women the ones saying like, is so is Kelly Gibson in a good mood today, or is it men asking if Kelly Gibson's in a good mood today? It could be either. Yeah, both, I don't. I mean, yeah, but I think again, we talk about how we are sometimes right. part I of the problem. I think women are more sensitive gotta, than men. I mean, I yeah. think if you just took a whole pile of men and a whole pile of women and you averaged, you came up with some magic machine to sort of average the overall sensitivity of the two piles. The women are going to be more sensitive than the men. So this article is saying that, like, it's not about it's not about bitching about it. It's not about trying to change that it happens. It's probably it's about turning it into something that is useful for you, right? So if somebody calls me, you know, I go to a coffee and somebody's like, oh yeah, Kelly, I mean, the people that work with you say that you get things done at the cost of everyone feeling good about themselves. Like that would be, (laughs) I would have to turn that into like, oh, they, they know that I get shit done, you know, like to take it into something that is useful. Instead of being all pissed off that they think that, like, I don't care about other people, which is something I totally would. Like, I would worry about that. 
So that's what this that's what this this author is trying to say. By the way, the author is a woman named Lauren Sharkey. I don't know who that is. And so she ends up by saying, so the next time you hear a bitchy comment about a woman who's worked hard to get where she is today, don't be scared to list off all the men who have done the same thing and received no critique. You'll be surprised at how fast a person will backtrack. So now we got to like come up with that list. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could just start listing off like, um, you know, popular and well-known heads of companies, you know, Bill Gates and who's the Apple guy? See, I'm oh, not very Steve good Jobs. at it. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. I need to like. He was awful. They said right, terrible awful. things about him. Or the guy that um, the Tesla guy. He apparently he's crazy oh, too. He's apparently a giant, a giant douche. asshole. Yeah. yeah. But like, no, you don't hear that. You know, I mean. Oh no, you do. But they you, write about it. There, you hear more of often that like how amazing the companies that they're growing and the technology that they're inventing and stuff. I, I think you hear more about. Well, to the to be clear, the the latter is true. Except for Apple, their products suck a giant pile of shit. But that's okay. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. Yeah, I know. That, well, I, know. I would just like some headphones that fucking worked. <laughs> so that would be good. They keep <laughs> fucking up my phone. Sorry. Well, when's the last time you got a new phone? I just did. Oh. And yeah. is it because you have to have the new kind of headphones? Yes, I don't like that. I can't charge my phone and listen to headphones. And I don't I know, want... That's because they want you to do Bluetooth. I don't want to do Bluetooth because I got to... One more thing I got to fucking charge. It <laughs> won't true. work when I need it on the road. It's, it's true. Not, it's a problem. You just I mean, get used to it. No, Also, you I don't. get a, a dongle splitter. I don't want a dongle splitter. <laughs> <laughs> I want my phone to have a headphone jack that doesn't suck. It's actually sort of genius because the way they do it is they make you buy more of their product. Yeah, that's yeah. great for the company, terrible <laughs> right. for the consumer, which is why I will buy a different product. You'll get a different I, phone, a I Samsung absolutely. or I'm going Google with phone Samsung. or whatever. Yes, yeah. I'm getting yes. all in. All in. Right, because Samsung even has more technology on their phone already yeah. than Apple. Apple it's, just got wireless charging. Yeah. Samsung's had it for like four years. It's um, it's going to be amazing to you when when you actually buy the Bluetooth headphones, because I was also on your path not getting them, but since I got them, I, I love them. Yeah. Yep. So, right. And well, I suck at charging stuff, so there you have it. Uh, um, that was fun. So in <laughs> sorry, in uh, side note, in the homage to the political side of this podcast, it is presidential season, folks. Um, so we're not going to talk about the actual politics of the presidency just yet. But um, the, the sort of first top tier candidates on the Democratic side, Elizabeth Warren announced her exploratory committee, which means she's running for president. And she came out with a great video product sort of highlighting her accomplishments, both like as a person and as a professional and her accomplishments as a senator. Even if you don't agree with her politics, sure. she's gotten shit done. You know, she was the reason that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was established. You Again, you could disagree with her politics, but she is a fierce woman and first to get in. And I I just think that that is sort of epic. I really like that. Yay. (laughs) And Republicans everywhere rejoice. (laughs) You're all so excited. I mean, Uh, listen, I'm always I'm always excited when women are running for office. Yes. Yeah. Just like, you know, really good ones to to be running. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Unlike Unlike Hillary, I mean, everyone loves Elizabeth Warren in like I'm not sorry, her politics, what? like her. She's a warmer person than Hillary Clinton. At least that is the the vibe on the Democratic side, which oh. are the only votes that matter to her. Sure. By the way. I don't yeah. know that that's true on the right. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't know that there is the visceral dislike of Elizabeth Warren that there was for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, but there is a great dislike. She's super progressive. Super duper, like uber, uber, uber progressive. Yeah. yeah. And she goes after big, big banks and Wall Street and big insurance yep. companies. And she yep. wants to make rich people pay more in taxes and all that kind of stuff. It'll and be interesting. I don't to think see she's going to win. But I do like that she's just like got her shit together. And she's like, I'm going to give this all I got. And she got in before Biden or Bernie or Corey or any of the men in the room just 
I like that. Take the reins, sister. I like that too. Yeah. She's definitely not going to win. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know who's going to win. I mean, if the Republicans are an example, whoever is the worst, most obscure, least uh, capable, most likely to gaff is going to win my primary. So, so. Kanye West. So Kanye West. <laughs> well, they're pregnant with their fourth. So they're not somebody else. Surrogate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they had their third third surrogate, too. I mean, it's oh, their yeah, it's their sperm oh, and egg and all that. I didn't that, realize you know, that. When a mommy but and daddy love have... each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> In this case, it actually did work. Like I tell my children, it works. Yeah. I tell my children that daddy gave me his eggs to put with my eggs in a big hug, and then the babies came. <laughs> Is that really what you told them? Yeah, I mean they're they're five and seven. There's we're not. I feel like we're getting close yet. in my house. We're yeah, getting close. we're probably getting close. But in this case, in the case of Kanye and Kim, like that's they did. They gave gave each other their their parts and they put it. Oh, that's into so nice. Good for together. them. Yeah. Well, maybe Kanye can Kanye, know, pull it together. They're cra- Although he's crazy, a Republican and very unstable. Don't say it. <laughs> Just let it go. Just let that go. Never mind. Okay. 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 Here we go. The button is pretty cool today, actually. The button. Yes, we are a, both going to agree on how it was awesome a New York is. Times article. So it was it was in India. It was in um, a country of India that, in fact, does have more uh, a slightly more progressive outlook in the government. I don't, I don't really know. But India in general because they follow like religious rules so much, then women haven't really had much of a voice in a lot of the country. So this was a story that right after New Year's Eve, it was in the daytime though, but it must just be different there. Anyway, shortly into the new year, tons and tons of women in India got together and held hands and made a 300 mile long wall of women to protest the injustices. Um, And they chanted that they were taking the pledge that will uphold Renaissance values and stand for equality in women. They'll fight for secularism. So, right, not not following all the laws of the of the religion. I I can't believe they had that many women that got together to span three hundred miles. It's amazing. Um, I just hope that organizing, like, getting the word out like that. So how many? So it says millions Millions of of women. women. Yeah. How many? I mean, how many women marched? March for Women or whatever it was. No idea. I think it was millions. I think it was, no, maybe a million here in Washington. But around the world, I mean, it was shit town every city or whatever. Right. But yeah, it's pretty amazing. And then there was this big story that followed that there is a a temple uh, that is like, a, a super big deal in Islam, and uh, they, women weren't allowed to go. Women in, weren't right? allowed to go in. We the talked Sabarimala about that Ramallah Temple, like three or four months ago, maybe briefly. But basically, the the church overruled that the fact they couldn't go in. But there were all these instances. But a woman, a woman had never been able to actually get in. So because men would come and create walls and bar it, and then the women sort of like flipped the switch and all showed up and sort of ushered two women into the temple, which was a really big deal. That's awesome. So I don't know. It sort of feels like if the Me Too movement can, or Time's Up or whatever, can sort of start to infiltrate this way globally, that's exciting, I feel like. Well, and it's, I mean, so there are parts of India where women are treated well, and there are parts of India that I think they are probably not treated as well. Um, So yeah, so the more of the more that women are equal throughout the world, the better it's going to be for all the rest of us. Also, the day after they did this thing, apparently a handful of like high-ranking government officials stepped down um, because they they started this like whole social media storm calling out offenses, criminal acts of wow. yeah of assault. You know, 
That's awesome that they're set, stepping down yeah. because there are instances where if a woman is assaulted, she is the one that is stoned to death. Yeah. I, th- so. I think that, yeah, I think um, less modern cultures start starting to really step yeah. into change is an exciting thing. That is true. That we can agree on. Yes. It's, well, if we had wine, we would cheers, but no, no, no wine for us. Um, I'm sorry. I have coffee. We can <laughs> cheers my coffee. I drink and I know things, says yeah. her mug yeah. on a dragon. Yes. On a dragon. It's a game of thrones. <laughs> um, so when I was looking around for stuff to talk about today, I fell in love with Kira Knightley. So maybe all of you all of you know that she's like this fierce, fierce feminist who's afraid of nothing and questions every norm and gives like crazy interviews and just ends up being amazing. But it, it caught me because she was quoted as saying about talking about penises, that penises are convenient. She <laughs> says, I never wanted a penis. Apart from to piss up a tree, being able to do that standing up so convenient, you can just whip it out or whatever. But the idea of something so vulnerable swinging between my legs, I think I'm all right without. (laughs) Which, again, also brings up the whole point. Like, I don't I don't understand why when someone talks about how like somebody's super strong, they have giant balls (laughs) when balls are by far like the most fragile thing on the human body. And when they're talking about somebody being a sissy, they refer to the the name of a, a dirty name of a woman's vagina. A pussy. I know. I can't say it. I'm not drinking. I feel like really weird saying it now. It's weird. God. Right. Like so. And and the vagina is far sturdier. I mean, that can take a pounding. Well, I mean, that's we push a, babies out of that so thing she, for crying out loud. So it's so I'm just going to read some parts of her interview and we can talk about it because it's so it's so on point. She wanted to grow up to be a boy. I should so says I remember everything about that feeling that girls grew into men, and that's just what I was going to be. Toddler logic, she admits. Maybe it was that the girls were the most powerful in the playground. They were in charge, and obviously the men were in charge outside. So clearly, that's where I was going. Only, of course, it wasn't. So there's this interesting logic or this interesting thing about being a kid and being able to sort of create whatever hierarchy you wanted without your gender being part of it, so much so that some little girl named Kira could say like, oh, I mean, like, I'm obviously going to grow up to be a man. I mean, clearly. I mean, I like like to be in charge on the playground. So I'm going to, I mean, that's so crazy. Right. I, so it starts early. Yeah. And she sort of said that was part of the reason she was always exploring like interesting roles in movies Starting with Bend It Like Beckham. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that was a great movie. So she was this really amazing soccer player who ended up like wanting to play on a boys team, I think. But then she was in a girls team and won. But anyway, it was this sort of tomboy. And but she was really gorgeous. So she ended up having a love story with one of the coaches. But she was 16 when she made it and then went on to like when do a whole bunch of other movies, some period pieces where she pushed gender norms. Um, And she says, I'd like to explore the masculine side of the female stuck in the dresses and makeup. Almost every character I've played has tried to break out of the image of femininity. That's why I like period films, because it's such an overt cage you put the women in. That's always something I've really identified with. I feel like I sit somewhere else. So like this idea that, especially as an actress, that you're assigned these roles and then you have to figure out how to take the person you are and put it into this role. And then how can you make those two things? I mean, it's a little bit like politics, you know, that if you're a person, an independent person, and you run for office, and then you have to sort of be the voice for your whole constituency, you probably need to change some of your perspectives and outlooks theoretically. But 
I don't know, this this idea of her always sort of pushing against gender norms and then doing that inside of her role seems interesting. Well, it's all it's about growing and learning, most most certainly in politics once you're an elected official. But I, it's it's weird to think because I always kind of thought that I was going to be a man, too. <laughs> really? A little bit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I not me. I was a tomboy. Mm-hmm. I know that's hard to believe given my bling and, <laughs> you know, sparkly stuff and the whole pageant thing. And But, yeah, I mean, I was an athlete. Yeah. Which doesn't— Do all athletes have to be tomboys? No. Oh. I don't know. But, I mean, I climb trees. Yeah. I mean, maybe we have a problem with the word tomboy. Maybe you it's a what? shitty word. We should take it back. Yeah. Or we should have to put a word on girls that do boys things. And is the opposite of tomboy sissy? What's the boy version for a boy that does girl things? Yeah. Let's see. That's all shitty. Yeah. Like putting labels on kids so early on, you know? Yeah. So, so Kira Knightley had a baby a couple years ago and was having a struggling with sort of mental clarity before she had the baby. And then, and then we talks about talks really, really openly and frankly about motherhood. And she calls it like the time after the baby splits our vaginas <laughs> and like how men want to like make women these sexy things. But then they can't think about the time that our vaginas are split open to have the baby come out. So like if you're an actress, first you have to be a flirt. And then after your uh. vagina split open, you have to be a mother. They tell. So she says, quote, they tell me what it is to be a woman. Be nice. Be supportive. Be pretty, but not too pretty. Be thin, but not too thin. Be sexy, but not too sexy. Be successful, but not too successful. But I don't want to flirt and mother them. Flirt and mother. Flirt and mother. I don't want to flirt with you because I don't want to fuck you. And I don't want to mother you because I'm not your fucking mother. I just want to work. Is that okay? Talk and be heard. Be talked to and listen. Male ego. Stop getting in the way. (laughs) Which is sort of like a really interesting take. She... She talks about how men's sexuality is so understood because it's so explored in the arts, books and movies, where there isn't this weird break where your sexuality is owned by your milk coming out your tits and a baby coming out your vagina. Well, right, because they don't experience that. I mean, everybody knows that men just want sex at any time, (laughs) any time. Right. Like, I mean, there's I hate to put labels on men (laughs) because we're not supposed to put labels on men, but men are ready and willing to have sex at any given time. And not all men. I, I'm just in general more than women. Testosterone yeah. is very different than estrogen. So biologically, they want to have sex all the time. Uh, doesn't mean that women don't want to have sex all the time, but I mean, you can't really have sex when you have stitches in your vagina. Right. So right? she, like, she was so, basically saying that like men don't have these major life moments that changes them from being a sexual creature to a, like a, a, a mothering creature. And oh, there's not a lot of storylines where mothers are having like living highly sexual lives. Correct. And that maybe Except that's doing a, in the city. A, doing a disservice. But she never had a yeah. baby. Yeah. That's think about that. Single. Like the ones that had the babies lost their like their storyline was that they lost their sexual edge. Yeah. And the ones that didn't have the babies were the ones that were having the sex all the time. Yeah. And so like it creates boxes for how women are understood and perceived by by people because a lot of a lot of learned norms come from arts and culture movies books 
songs. Well, then Hollywood should fucking fix that. Right. But suck? Hollywood is run by men. That was part of her oh, point. Oh, it's changing now. Yeah. There's a so lot more So it'll be interesting directors. to see if, you know, there was some statistics I, statistic I read before the holiday about how many of the men that are getting the boot in CEO and leadership positions based on their actions are being replaced by women. And it's like 75%. It's really? A, it's a huge amount. See, yeah. I told you. Yeah. So We're take over I wonder world. if now they will greenlight funding for storylines that are that are more honest about the the sort of multiple facets of women with children and women yeah. in marriages. Right. And um, do you remember that crazy Charlize Theron movie came out when she was like suffering from postpartum depression? It's pretty recent. The last oh, six months. I, yes, but I didn't see uh, it. Was like it had name. a one name. Yeah. yeah. It was so fucking crazy. Really? Like I thought for, I thought, well, this is going to be awesome. Like it's Charlize Theron. It's going to be honest about like her body and her boobs and all these things. But it ended up being crazy. Like she's, she was crazy. She was like a cr- actual crazy person. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't really do its job for me. What well, I wanted it to do. But some, sometimes having a baby can totally fuck you up mentally. Like there are hormones yeah. and there are things that happen that are not good. Right. It's frustrating. You wanted a happy story. And that, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's good to draw attention yeah. to the negative, too. It's important. I guess To so. understand both. Yeah. I just think that when you expect sort of change to come, you and I have a lot of conversations where you are encouraging me to sort of just dig in and believe that if you want to be equal, we're equal. And if you want to be empowered, be empowered. And if you want the job, get the job. But it feels like there's so much top-down messaging about what it is mm-hmm. we're supposed to look like, sound like, yeah, do feel course. like that sort of raging against the machine is a hard task yeah. um, until some top-down change happens. Well, it w- sort of goes back to talking about Elizabeth Warren. Not that she's going to be the president, right. but having a woman in the Oval would be some of that top-down messaging. And having the person that's now running, what it's not even called Weinstein. It used to be called like Weinstein Company, right? Oh, they probably take that name I off. I don't know what it's called now, but that's a woman. And, um, you know, the likes of Beyonce just like yeah. being Well, out having there. more women in positions of power and women in the media and women in politics and yeah. women in Hollywood. In sports, mean, all of the, sports, in sports casting. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> all of that um, will cause a, a change. I mean, it, it has to. I think it's, I hope it has to. Yeah. 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 And and we as women also, we talk about this a lot, just have to be better, you know, and supportive. And I and almost say every single time we all we need male allies. Yes. Yeah. I also think that male mentors aren't a bad thing. Right. You've just taken it. And that's not what I mean. I mean, like allies, like people advocating for women in front of either in front of themselves or alongside themselves in a way that does not currently happen. Yes. Because diversity but, of voice is important. Right. And if men are in charge, they need to be the ones that create the space for diversity of right. voice. And we need women allies, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let's hope it's a problem. It. At least we have each other. We do. We have each other. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. 2019, maybe it'll be like 2018 started the uh, start started those positions to change hands a little bit from men to women. And maybe 2019 will be the year that we see the trickle effect of those changes. It'll be interesting because Weinstein was 2017. So it's been a year and like three months. Yeah, it was like November 17, right? Or yeah. October. It was October yeah, 17. like sort of later in the year. Yeah. But mm-hmm. And then after the women clock cleaning yeah. in the house. Are you going to see the Ruth Bader Ginsburg yes, movie? Of course. Oh, my God. I think that's good. So that's what we're talking about movies with strong female leads. I yeah. mean, I realize that it's based on a, a, a real life person. And I'm sort of talking about more like make pretend movies, you right. know. Um, but 
I yeah, I'm excited about that one. I think Did you see be the cool. shape of water. No, was... but you and I've talked a lot. Basically, we t- we talked to your friend Jason about it, and then he, and then we oh, he was like, right. you guys have to watch it. it, and you were like, I'll do it, don't worry. And then you watch it, and you were like, Kelly, you don't need to watch it. You don't need to watch <laughs> it. But again, like a, 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 a strong, well, she is she, she an alien? No, or like a she's mo- not. She was a creature. strong female lead mm-hmm. that was mute. Yeah, like she couldn't speak. Yeah. Um. And it would have appeared that she would was a weak person, mm-hmm. but ended up being like the super strong badass. Yeah. Anyway, do you? Watch, it's a super freaky weird movie. Do I don't you watch Marvelous it. Mrs. Maisel Mm-mm. on um, Amazon Prime? Mm-mm. It's amazing. I yeah. don't know if you guys have that streaming service, but it is so good and funny. And the lead is a woman, and she is it's set in like the late fifties, and she's like oh. making her way as a female comic, which oh. is really really un- unknown. Awesome. And she's potty mouthed and vulgar and nice. um it's hysterical you guys should watch it but i'm just trying to think of things i've watched recently with great female leads but i guess there's sandra more more. bullock bird box oh did you see that no is it in movie theaters no it, she produced it oh. uh, and she's the lead in it and, and it was like netflix, just, oh, netflix original netflix, yeah. yeah it was good well it was a ne- what didn't go straight to netflix it was a netflix produced oh yeah type, one of those movies she was awesome character it was one of those um it, I just it didn't have a lot of closure. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those movies. But if you like M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong, whatever it is, if you like his movies, it was very like that kind of. I don't think I do. Yeah. But, but it was I'll good. I mean, it. it was. Uh, I had my fair share of watching movies without strong female leads in the way of holiday you know, like holiday movies, like once upon a time, they were like lifetime movies. And then it was like Hallmark movies. And now Netflix has like a shit ton of them. And I did watch all of them. And the same story is every time a girl from the big city moves to a small town to learn the true love of Christmas and falls in love with like a small town honky man. And then they live happily, happily ever after, well, like I mean, over and over and over again. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> moving to a small town and falling in love with a hunky man. That is okay, too. Uh, did you watch the Christmas Chronicles? No, but my children watched it a whole little, bunch of times. The little girl in the thing mm-hmm. is total badass. Yeah. She's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, 2019. Don't let me down, okay? <laughs> it's it's going to let you down. It, oh, that's so unfair to just say that like that. It's Well, I'm going to hope for the best. 2020 is going to let you down. <laughs> Fuck you very much. <laughs> Fuck you very much. Thanks so much for joining us. We're happy to be back. Listen and subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy 2019, friends. See you next week. 